G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves tales from the shack 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 hey hey <coughs> Dazza B Stanley Woohoo. um you uh you might hear a few uh birds chirping dogs barking and the odd tractor um, going past because I'm uh, I'm sitting out in the sunshine because uh, Iberia finally has delivered a bit of sun after weeks and weeks of onshore uh, maelstrom uh, rain affected crap. Wow, yeah, so shit surf and shit weather. Just yeah, I mean, hunkering shit, down. I don't know if I, I sent I did send a a link to. A video of the local reef that turned on a couple of weeks ago, but it um, it was only for the uh, for the foolhardy, as far as I'm concerned. It was about ten foot, and and it's yeah, it's got this kind of mutant double up thing. It, it looked like so. It's worth. It's I saw one that just looked perfect, and it did. It was I think yeah. it was Nick von Rupp dropping it on someone. Yeah. I think yeah. if you saw that one, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he swore the guy snaked him. Devo, the old, um, the old crusty old dog, has been out there once or twice. He wow. said it was pretty, pretty, pretty hairball. Pretty hairball. Um, <laughs> Mr. Dog. Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> but uh, apart from that, I, I did actually go for a surf the first time in about fucking five, four or five weeks the other day, and we got some nice, nice little uh, three foot uh, left, kind of um, with no one around on the on the single fin. So. Um, oh, nice. It was actually the perfect way to ease in. You know what it's like when the when old bones are overly rested. They um, the uh, the the conditioning kind of uh, goes to goes to shit pretty quickly. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? How quickly um, you fall off in paddle fitness. But I reckon yeah. it comes back pretty quick. Yeah, you? no, that's it. But it's again, it's about consistency. I think you really, as as I. Uh, as I push push towards the half century, I I'm, I reckon that it's a you need a good kind of three day stretch of surf to get kind of back in the zone, really. Yeah. Just a yeah. just a, a sporadic one off session will. It's not uh, enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, even and even if you you know I have been, heaven forbid, doing things like running um, occasionally, which is uh, I never thought I'd say that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, it's because at the moment everything's you know swimming pools are closed. You can't do that. You can't fucking. Um, and actually, it's been pissing with rain as well. So um, yeah. exercising has been quite a, a complicated thing to do. And how about surfing though? Because there there was that video you sent, and it was what is it? Um, surfing, surfing is, is not a crime. Surfing is not a crime. Um, where I went surfing the other day, fortunately, there's no one around, so there was no one yeah. to say yay or nay. But right. having said that, just down the road where um, where the beach house is that you've stayed in, um, there were loads of Northern European vowels tearing it up. Um, yeah, right. Uh, 
Uh, so fuck, who knows? But then down down closer to the uh, <clears throat> to the big smoke, there's stories of people having their boards confiscated and stuff. Oh so, wow! Yeah, I think it's yeah. all. Um, I think like anywhere with with COVID, serious COVID, the uh, responses seem to be too little, too late, and too confused and a bit <laughs> misdirected. Yeah, I, I think the yeah. thing with sur- the surfing one, I reckon, is interesting. I reckon the the less the culture and the country is familiar with surfing the more they see it as some decadent um weird sport that they just think well why the fuck would you be doing surfing let's just ban it whereas i think in australia even even our prime minister scomo who's the who is a full kook lomo uh is uh he i'm sure he gets surfing if you know what i mean yeah, but you're right about the um the cultural aspect. Mm. It's um I think it's decadent, perhaps, but more like misunderstood. I mean, I, I've yeah, got a, I heard a story about Nazare. Um, fisher folk used to go onto the beach and literally scream at people and um you know uh, tell what them to you, get out of the water. Because, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What about you? Sounds like you've been um getting some uh nice warm East Coast swells. Yeah. The uh, well, today was pretty funny. I had the full, um, basically, kook slam rock off, which was just totally humiliating because uh, it, it was kind of solid, but not. Someone, are you waiting for someone to uh, post the video? I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna drop somewhere. <laughs> do your dash now. You've got an opening. Run. Stop dawdling. Give us, the, give us the, run, the run through of the whole event. Well, I normally just jump off near the swimming pool. It's a lot easier, but the, the swell was coming right into the swimming pool. So I thought, no, I won't do that. I even considered just paddling off the beach, which in hindsight would have been a lot better. But anyway, so I walked off where most of the guys jump off the rocks for the reef. And well, that normal kind of, there's like a, almost like a tabletop. Yeah. Right? Well, that there's a tabletop and then you can go further around and um, which oh, I, yeah. yep. which I've started doing, but I thought, no, nah, that's not that big. And there were a couple of guys about to go out to, and I kind of, I didn't push in front of them. I just kind of just was ready and went out. And you know, when there's people behind you, I think you, you have this, uh, it's not anything they're doing, but you kind of put pressure on yourself. You think, Oh, these guys are waiting for me. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think yeah. I was a, a bit more gung ho than I normally would be. And so I stepped out onto the rock. I could see this whitewash coming and, because it was whitewash, it broke a long way out. I thought, well, it's not going to have much power by the time it gets to me. And um, I was totally wrong. I was standing right on the end about just, but but too far. I, I wasn't at the jump off spot yet. I was about three steps away. So I couldn't <laughs> jump. And this thing just knocked me backwards along the, the barnacles. My leg rope got caught on, on one of the rocks. So I'm, now I'm just sort of bouncing sort of like a, I don't know. I got my board in one hand and the, my leg rope on my leg on the other, sort of just stretching on this rock. And then I finally get up and then another wave comes and knocks me over and, and I end up at the feet of the guys waiting. <laughs> and I'm just on my back with my board on me and then I get up and they go, are you okay? Are you okay? And I just went, oh, I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> I'm not hurt. <laughs> That was pretty funny. I had like, cuts all over me. I got little, nothing big, but just those little barnacly cuts everywhere. And oh, it was just. But... What are you doing, you fucking? This is what happened to you last time. Jump. Are you... 
Oh my god, this poor guy. The, uh, inj <coughs> the uh, injury to the board is often worse than the injury to the body. Yeah, well, I would normally sacrifice my board in, in preference to me, but I, I fell backwards, so the board was just above me the whole time. <laughs> but well, I, have a, I, don't, I don't know if I've told the story of, this isn't a, uh, an embarrassing story, but it, it is the um, using the board to uh, for, for self-preservation. Our... Uh, <laughs> Our good mate, um, Clintonius Schackmeisterus Maximus, mm -hmm. um, he and I surfed, well, I guess it would have been at least eight foot uh, racetrack Ulu's, oh. low tide, um, yeah, just absolutely going ballistic. And um, he is a, he's a, he's a hardcore boy, as you know, and, um, and he had this beautiful, beautiful six four or six five brand new step up that his brother um shout out to hayden lewis shapes um yeah sponsor um had had uh had shaped him we'd been in lakey peak for uh, 10 days and uh, I, he may have ridden it once or twice um but anyway this it was it was perfect for this uh for this day so as we're walking out, um, this massive set comes and we found, found ourselves in about kind of ankle deep water on the reef. Oh, no. uh, and Clintonius, I had my boots on so I could kind of, you know, push off as much as I could with, with the boots. Clintonius is kind of looking at me and I'm looking at him and he, 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 he does the gallant thing and he just puts his board on the reef and just stands on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> And um, uh, yeah, eventually, obviously, all, all of the, the sets passed, and then we, we got out there, and he turned the turned the board over, and it, looked, it was like a fucking tiger had just clawed the whole bottom <laughs> of the board. But um, needless to say, he ended up just getting bomb after bomb um, and uh, tearing it to shreds. So didn't um, affect, didn't rip the fins out by the sounds of it. No, the fins the fins remain, fortunately. But um, yeah, the. Uh, there was some uh, there was some big tiger tracks on the on the board. So, <laughs> That's um, crazy. But, and of course, his body was well preserved. So I guess sometimes it's um uh, it, it's probably worth sacrificing the the stick. Uh, yeah, oh for sure. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Which what what have, you, what have you been riding? So I've stepped up my uh, the last few days using the LSD Go To the GT model, which is which uh, is very user friendly and and a super fun board. Well, um, we'll have to. Um, it, we we'll have to give a, a big shout out to uh, to LSD, uh, another one of our uh, yeah. returning sponsors. Um, I know that he recently got one of his boards in the top four of the Stab in the Dark. Yeah, it's epic, that. hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm never going to pay Stab any money to watch their content, but um, he did uh, LSD yeah. did post post on his social on his socials as they mm. call it um, that he got into the top four, which is pretty fucking sick for a. Yeah, uh, for a boy who uh, used to sit across, um, who we used to share a maths class, and uh, was always a humble and uh, a dedicated uh, craftsman. It's good to see these results um, paying off, eh? Local boy done good. Done, um, good. done good. So funny. Um, it's so funny that uh, um, it always reminds me of um, I was in physics class one day, and, we, and one guy in our class was he wasn't the most gifted student, and but you know a nice kid um anyway he was in physics just doodling drawing surfboards as he used to do when we were kids 
And the teacher came up to him and said, like caught him kind of just drawing surfboards when he should have been doing his work. And um, he said to him, the last time I, I um, caught someone drawing surfboards was when I used to teach at Narrabeen High and that kid's name was Simon Anderson. No. <laughs> yeah, well, anything been floating your boat of late? Um, you know what? I, can't, I actually can't think of much. Um, I, I think most of the stuff is probably going to be that's been floating my boat is, is in our main topic today anyway. So, um, hmm. Oh yeah, no, actually, this is uh, the um, drag boys, d- oh, the drag yeah. uh, bodyboard. Drag three. Drag. What is it called? Rip three. Rip three. Yeah. What is it? Um, oh my uh, god. Yeah, yeah. So good. Um, rip in pieces, or re- <laughs> I can't remember what the uh, what the rip stands for, but far out. Oh, it actually does rip. stand for something, does it? Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean so. that that whole. I mean, listeners will have to go watch it because it's it's basically a boogie board company, but they make softboards, stand-up softboards as well. Um, uh, can, I just, can I just interject? It's funny that um, we are truly um, uh, children of, of a particular time because um, I've heard a few people say boogie boards of late. And um, Oh, know, yeah. Well, you you instantly date yourself by saying boogie boards, don't you? Because yeah, yeah. I think, I think the youngsters call them body boards, but um, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, it's funny. Sorry. No, no, that's uh, I'm uh, I'm an old bastard. Um, <laughs> not denying it, uh, but no, it was. I mean, I I just thought that was the most fun video I've ever, or not ever seen, but seen in a long time with yeah, with no yeah, conventional totally, totally surfing in it. So irreverent is what irreverent, I like. like guys getting barreled on softboards, lying down in the coffin position. Um, like serious waves, too. But that's right. And serious got a slabs, just having a ball. And um, I thought the funny thing was, too, I mean, obviously the music was, was hilarious, like some of the, their music choices. Pretty diverse, too, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of, uh, I think, a bit of Jolly Parton in there. Do the Kate Bush. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, bit of Evanescence. Uh, my sex. Um, but what I found. I mean, Ev- Evanescence as well, right? Oh, did I say Evanescence? Evanescence, you're right. Even what was the last song? Creed, with arms that is. I think they oh, yeah. pretty funny. But it's funny because both Evanescence and Creed, who, who are, you know, on any given day would deserve to be vomited on, um, in my humble opinion. <laughs> um, it works in that in that context, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like is their um their uh the fact that they are not scared at all to be seen as drinking smoking <laughs> showing vaping 
throwing their bottoms to people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's kind of what surfing, you know, what we kind of were brought up on in surfing that in in some ways seems to have uh, kind of disappeared a little bit. You know, uh, my idea with with boogie boarding, especially at the reef and places like that, and in your home um, top spot there, yeah. it just seems so much easier on a boogie board yeah. uh, or a body board to get barreled. <laughs> And then my, my view is always like, well, if it's that easy, it's not, it's too easy and it's, it's not as, it's not an achievement and it's not as satisfying. But, but then I thought, well, you know, if you go out to dinner and have a nice meal and a nice glass of wine, <laughs> you don't enjoy it more if you have to like get in a fist fight or whatever to, to get your meal. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like the difficulty of achieving something shouldn't be a criteria for how much you enjoy it. <laughs> or do you think maybe it is like the, the, the... Yeah, well, i mean look look i would i would imagine that um you, like any like any good uh argument you're going to find uh easily find points and counterpoints um yeah, yeah. you know there's there are um many uh philosophers um our good friend nietzsche included who would say that well, he was a kneeboarder famously <laughs> well that's right uh, we won't hold that against him but no. um but he he did put a very uh, strong importance on the the value of uh, work in order to achieve kind of um, harmony. And, yeah, uh, right. So I, I guess there's always going to be a, a a counter argument. Having said that, um, you know, fuck, it does look like fun. If you gaze long enough into an abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. Um, on Saturday, it was literally torrential rain for about 20 hours here like absolutely pissing down wow so i uh i loaded up the um i loaded up the tune machine and went into my workshop and did a much needed clean of the workshop um uh, drank some wine and um i went on a uh, late 90s early 2000s dance music um festival so Um, some names that I will drop would be Galleon, uh, Cassius, uh, Energy 52, Pizza Man, a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, drum and bass with Ronnie Size, Etienne de Cressy, and then uh, finished off by listening to um, the beloved Sun Rising, um, which is uh, you know it's the kind of song you want to listen to as you're driving home after a night's clubbing and the sun literally is rising so
simple surfing in his classical essence, he's just really laying down a good beat. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's great. Yeah, the beginning of the beginning of that film, um, searching for Tom Curran, one of the uh, the Rip Curl search flicks. It says, um, throughout the film, there's there's kind of uh, sections where they have just words on the screen, and yeah. this particular the beginning says, Tom Curran is a is just a surfer like you. Because I, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I think everyone grew up with well, who grew up in that era of the '80s, and you know, obviously Tom Curran was huge. But I always, I've probably said this before, I always kind of identified with the surfers who were more like me. And Tom Curran definitely was pretty much the opposite of me. Like I had arms and limbs flailing around. I was a goofy footer. I did a bottom turn with barely bending my knees. You know, the idea of touching the water as you do a bottom turn was just like, I mean, really? Um, But yeah, it's just totally opposite to me. So I I don't think I ever wanted... You know, there's there's the people you want to emulate and there's no point trying to emulate Tom Curran. Like it's, it's well, just it's, beyond it's, you. It's funny because I I wrote exact I wrote a few little notes as I was um watching the film and uh, I put exactly the same thing because you know I in some ways I I have a strange relationship with Karen because I kind of like you totally ignored him altogether. Um, I mean maybe that was to do with the kind of Oz centric nature of the times. Maybe um, yeah yeah for sure. You know obviously the I did buy, I did like to buy um, when I had a bit, had money or um, got a hand-me-down of surfer or surfing, but obviously they were pretty expensive and most of our um, diet was tracks or waves or, or whatever, uh, surfing world. And, um, you know, current, of course, he was in, he would be in the contest sections, but it wasn't, you know, it was Oki, it was um, uh, yeah. Kong, it was you know, those kind of Tom TC and uh, yeah. current didn't have the exposure, I guess. <clears throat> and no. I, I, got, I got to thinking and I thought um, that maybe oh, there's, there's the dog. Um, <laughs> I got to thinking and maybe the, um, the parallel with Curran, it's kind of, it's almost like uh, classical music. <laughs> It's um, it's one of those things that um, as you get a little, as you get older, you uh, learn to appreciate a lot That's more funny. than that you ever would. Because I yeah, I hated anchovies as a kid, but I think we, the only exposure <laughs> we had as Australians was on shitty, the shittiest, cheapest anchovies on a on a pizza. Yeah, um, yeah. So and same with olives, I hated them when I was a kid, but they were the same, shittiest, yeah. 
cheapest olives on a pizza. And then when yeah, you realize yeah. when you have the real thing, it's like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so, yeah, I okay. Know. I, ne- I never I thought of current like that, like a fine wine or something like that. It just couldn't yeah, well, appreciate. Like, like 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 port. I mean, I you know, I I, I do remember vividly stating to someone um, that I would never like red wine um uh, and how wrong that was <laughs> um, yeah. and, and obviously now living in a place where uh the red wine is not only abundant but um extremely cheap and ridiculously cheap high quality yeah. it's, uh, it's it would be sacrilegious to say to say anything other than it's uh it's it's lovely but yeah i think from a musical perspective you know maybe things like jazz and classical music which are more complex It's funny though, you're talking about sort of comparing him to appreciating jazz. I, I don't think his surfing is jazz like, but it's no. precise. So it, it actually yeah. reminded me of uh I, I was kind of I kind of tried to choose some songs I thought just evoked Tom Curran. It wasn't like 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 his surfing or something. It's just various elements of his surfing evoked something. And I, I thought that um the boys of summer, Don Henley. <laughs> it's just so precise and so evocative. sojourn on saturday turned into house music i actually listened to uh, a number of songs and uh, the boys of summer was one of them because i the, the first kind of minute of that song is just as you said it's so damn evocative it's uh, it, it's um yeah it, it's such a beautiful uh kind of it stimulates you into um thinking and dreaming about uh, about places and um uh, people and parties and the whole bit he he don henley really nailed it i reckon on that yeah one. yeah he did yeah but it just yeah i think it just reminded me of tom curran's kind of smooth approach like he definitely isn't a he's he's not really rock and roll is he he's more um i wouldn't say easy listening but he's he's smooth so there's well can there's, i can i um can i give you a little quote this is from uh the encyclopedia of surfing and it's uh it's talk, talking about 
exactly this and the the the, the um the dichotomy or the juxtaposition between Austra Australian surfers and uh, current. Yeah, right. It says, uh, Elkerton snarled into the camera for a Quicksilver ad campaign whose tagline read, if you can't rock and roll, don't fucking come. <laughs> In his ad for surfwear giant Ocean Pacific, Curran gazed morosely towards the sea. Oki told an interviewer once that he loved outrageous girls and that even eating a pastry gets me horny. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Curran, Curran was married and monogamous at 18. The other guy's boards were brightly coloured. His were plain white. They travelled in groups. He travelled alone. I stumbled upon this YouTube um, thing. It was about half an hour. And it was this French-produced um, clip. And it had no notes from it. It just it's, it, was, it said Thalassa, which, um, which I might talk about later. It's a, it was a, it's a Greek goddess. Greek I think. Thing, right? Sorry? It's a Greek god or is it Greek? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it's about half an hour of Tom Curran, but just very sort of loosely cobbled together clips of him in France. And it's got clips of him. You know, I put a little bit on my Instagram. There's a little bit of him walking around the markets with his, his new bride, um, Marie Curran. And I didn't realize he spoke fluent French. Like there's there's clips of him in interviews speaking like in in with French uh, interviewers and media speaking fluent French. Well, uh, à 22 ans, Tom Curren est le champion du monde professionnel en titre, la superstar absolue du surf de Sydney à Honolulu. J'ai commencé à faire du surf quand j'avais 6 ans en Hawaï. On était là pour les pour les vacances et euh, je commençais tout de suite euh, à Oliva. J'avais euh, 14 ans quand j'ai commencé à faire des, des compétitions d'amateurs. Et euh, j'avais fait quelques-unes euh, avant ça, mais pour, euh, pour, j'ai vraiment commencé quand j'avais 14 ans. J'ai surfé dans les petites compétitions et après euh, la, la grande compétition de, de l'État de Californie. Et euh, à la fin de l'année, il y avait le, le championnat, championnat de, de les États-Unis et le championnat d'amateurs. Funnily enough, um, because Elko also um, spent a huge amount of time at around the same time in in Hossegor, I guess, who, and he also speaks fluent French, as does Potts. Really? Because there are well, a lot of guys. Well, and, and of course, and of course, Maurice Cole. I mean, you, you know, lots of lots of people decamped to to the beach breaks of France in that kind of. Uh, I guess it would be the the early nineties. I'm kind yeah. of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there was it was a lot going on. Like I had a friend from school. I remember he he got a job with I think it was with Gorilla Group. He went over and worked in France for a while. So it was definitely a booming place for the surf industry. But I did get a lot of anecdotal kind of stories of people, Aussies in particular, going there and spending a lot of time in the surf industry in France and not learning a word of French. Um, as a, as a long-term expat, I can, I, I'll, I've got stories which will make you bloody feel, uh, you know, feel yeah. depressed about humanity. I mean, I know people who've been over this way for 40 years whose <clears throat> local lingo is so fucking threadbare. It's, it's embarrassing. So.
these are all words that you can make out of the his name Tom Curran. <laughs> Did you? So I sat down. So I've anagramized Tom Curran, and and there's a, and there's a few like so. How's this? Turn more. Um, core runt. Um, Mr. Trounce. That's that's all his letters. Mr. Trounce. I don't like that one. Um, Ron Rectum. Norm Truce. Morn TC. Mentor. Um, Rum. Cure. Cone. Econut. Router. Metro. And Comet. Oh, and cute. An outer. Yeah, I, I'm sure he's been. Um, I'm sure he's been coned more than is uh, more than is humanly uh, possible, really. Yeah. So there you go. Well, it did, in, in in that free scrubber um, film, he does talk about how. What, what does he say? Something like maybe we should edit it in. It's like, oh yeah, you know, one more barrel, another another tube. Oh yeah. Another and he gives that kind of <laughs> just bored just, look. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So my definition right now with this whole COVID-19 thing about the search, the search for me is is, oh. is not finding perfect waves, you know, double overhead spinning. I don't really have any sort of searching left to do. I'm old. I'm just actually, I could take the search sticker off because uh, it gets boring after a while. It's like too... Barrel, oh, shiny layer. Ah. It just gets so passe. This, yeah. um, you know, getting shacked off your off your noggin. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, I yeah, I totally think he's. Uh, there's another layer that he hasn't shown, and it's just himself as quite a normal person. You know what I mean? Like he comes across yeah. as quite eccentric in that free scrubber, but I think anyone would seem a bit crazy, you know, because it's three months of footage. And and if you're just dicking around on us in Mexico for three months, you're going to do some crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Well, not crazy, but just, you know, just random well, stuff. Mate, have, have, having, um, having now experienced a, 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 a similar sort of thing, albeit um, locked inside the, uh, the the lovely garden that I sit looking at. Um, it's it doesn't take very long to go a little bit fucking stir crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm sure that the waves weren't pumping every day, and and um, you know, that's right. You're hanging around with the same couple of guys for three months. It's gonna it's gonna get a bit a little bit weird. You're gonna start talking to talking to Moss talking more to Moss more regularly than you would do normally yeah um yeah well so um, what what else have you discovered about um, well, having having watched the um having watched the searching for tom Curran, it's an interesting one because the, the surfing is of course is is really um uh, stellar yeah um but uh, i think the more important thing and this is kind of leads on to a lot of stuff that we kind of talk about regularly is that the um two things one on the surface it, it does look a bit kind of formulaic but then when you delve in I, I look there were quite a few songs that i a few songs that i knew and quite a few songs that i didn't know and so at the end i looked at who um 
the musicians um, on the on the film the soundtrack. And um, so you've got Pico. Do you remember Pico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that uh, on Mushroom Records, so an, an Aussie—I can't remember if it was a band or a bloke or or whatever. You've got "Don't Let Our Youth Go to Waste" by Galaxy Five Hundred, which nice. um, yeah, yeah. which is interesting because I, I can't r- recall whether "Searching for Tom Curran" is pre-litmus or post-litmus, but there's not too many um, Galaxy yeah. Five Hundred songs going around on surf videos. Yeah. got a song called chocolate elvis by um <laughs> by, a, by a group called tosca and tosca are interesting because it's a side project of uh cruder and dorfmeister They're so right. um you know austrian kind of uh stoner lounge music of of the highest quality um and then you've got your ubiquitous kind of stuff that um seemed to be on all surf vids at that time you've got a grin spoon song Oh god, yeah. But you've also got um, you've also got uh, a kind of grungy song that then goes into bagpipes, which is which is pretty mad. And then of course, um, again, Sonny Miller seem to do this quite often. Whenever they're in Africa, there's a there's your kind of um, your Afri- local African kind of music as well. So um, when you delve in, it is like. Um, Curran himself, it's it's quite diverse, and and how about this for because um, uh, it, it talks also about the craftsman, and he's he's obviously riding a whole load of different different boards. Skip Fry, uh, Maurice Cole, of course, Mark Rabbage, who I believe I think we might have talked about this. That that board that was the board on his first wave at Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Campbell, um, oh. yeah, a whole host of people who are kind of now still really in the kind of limelight with alternative surf craft. And this is, you know, this is current writing this kind of stuff. I mean, it must be 20 years ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he no obviously... It's probably, this film's probably like 25 years old, I would imagine. Yeah. Sorry, there's a tractor going past. So. <laughs> uh, full of... Uh, it's it's um, cabbage picking. I was going to say, is it cabbage? Uh, the cabbage yeah, harvest. The, the cabbage is um, the cabbage is going off at the moment. So I think they're uh, they're they're heading to uh, heading to the warehouse with a, a tractor Plenty full of, of cabbage. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, and, and, and interesting. Um, he he says in the film he has this analogy. He talks about how uh, and there's videos of um, people on skateboards like from the seventies. Oh, yeah. when they um those kind of little skateboards which i guess have now become in the last 10 years of them be, come back in fashion you know 
Um, but there, there's guys doing kind of speed skating and then do, oh, yeah. there's skateboard moves where they're, where they're kind of doing big sweeping turns with their hands on the ground and stuff. Oh, yeah. The full Larry Bertelman but, style. Exactly right. And they, they kind of intersperse some images of people like Bertelman and stuff with the, with the skating. But Curran says he makes this analogy between surfing and skateboards. And he says that um, modern boards, surfboards, and skateboards, they let you do more tricks. Um, but actually for him, um, then they never were as fun to ride as the boards from uh, from the seventies, which, I mean, again, it, it just goes to show how prescient Curran mm. is and was. I mean, if you, you know, you think about this whole mid-length revolution and the fish revolution and whatever the ride anything kind of ethos that is um, that is so prevalent today. Um, he really was way, way, way ahead of the game. And yeah. um, funnily enough, he, he also talks in the, um, in the uh, searching for Tom Curran, he, he talks about um, just standing on waves and feeling, you know, feeling the wave and, and yeah, right. doing anything, which is what I guess a lot of people have identified uh, with so strongly with free scrubber is the fact that he's, of course, he's tearing it up in his own imitable style, but he um, uh, it's re it's relatable, right? Yeah. But an interesting Sorry? clip I, an interesting clip I discovered what was um, after watching free scrubber was these, it was a bit nerdy, but it's these two pommy surf um, instructors. So it's these YouTube channel, these guys teach you how to surf basically. And they used free scrubber, the surfing bits of it to talk about surf technique. Um, okay. And it's kind of like the, the, the good, the smart guy and the dumb guy, like, um, or one guy plays the dumb surfer going, you know, why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? And the, uh, but the other guy, it's quite interesting because he points out how we were talking about, you were talking about Tom Curran's hands last episode. And this guy calls it the coffee cup. Here's the lean, there's the extension. Look at the speed difference. So sprinter in the starting blocks. Yep. Okay. Ballroom dancer, nice and high. Look at the hand positioning. Yeah. Okay, so this is what we call the coffee cup. Right, so he's like the king of coffee. He's just got it up nice yeah. and high. So Andy Irons had that same mm. hand. Um, Ethan Ewing has that same hand. Rob Machado on his goofy foot has that same hand. And we call that front-on surfing. And the front-on surfing is the style of surfing. Yeah. That side-on crabby. So basically, Tom Curran has left foot, right hand forward. Yeah. Crabby surfers have left foot, left hand forward. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference there. Uh, for us mere mortals, we could probably improve our surfing a great deal with a, a few very small adjustments to what we do. Maybe. I'm sure that, I'm sure that there are, um, like, like what you were saying about... Um, not bending the knees when doing a bottom turn. I'm guilty of that pretty much every time, um, and that you know that's why people like our uh, our 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 good mate Clintonius has um, just the natural ability to uh, compress and expand at the right times. Whereas, um, uh, well, personally, I, I I think I'm as stiff as a as stiff as a board most of the time. I'm just gonna, saving a lizard that my dog is trying to eat. Fair enough. So, yeah. 
There he goes. All right, saved it. Uh, that's funny. I've got a, I've got an interesting another little quote here about style. Talking about style, so um, and this is from a current article, and it says it's nearly impossible to overestimate the value of style in surfing, and it's been that way since the beginning. Jack London's 1907 description of George Freeth as impassive, motionless as a statue, calm and superb is part of a long tradition in which excellence in surfing determined as much by form as by athletic prowess. Style is everything to me, Wayne Rabbit Bartholomew declared. Phil Edwards went even further. Style is the whole point of surfing. Wow. And that's all in reference to uh, Curran just being the kind of uh, the, the pinnacle of, um, of style and uh, demonstrating it in such a, a nonchalant way, really. Mm. Well, and then and, and then it also says um in the same article that says and this is <coughs> going back to um to what we were talking about our uh, our bottom turns it says he he invented the double pump bottom turn instead of completing the move as a single arc he'd ease off near the end take a quick look at the crest then re-engage the turn and if you watch those um those videos of him at uh, j bay it's classic those kind of um when he kind of readjusts his bottom turn and then just fucking goes nuts. There, there aren't that many surfers who are so relevant for such a long time, of course, but he actually straddles so many different eras because at the beginning of the film, there's a, um, there's a little clip of him riding one of his dad's boards and it's a it's a single fin um you know which looks you know it looks for all intents and purposes like one of these uh mid lengths that everyone's clamoring for yeah uh, now uh mine's my mine's actually um in the shaping bay at the moment so i'm very much Ooh, looking forward to, cool. very much like looking forward to jumping on that bandwagon um and um he is surfing rincon um i assume on this single fin and you know, absolutely tearing it up, getting shacked and whatever. And this must be in the, I guess it would be in the seventies. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, he's, he's gone. So he went fully through the single fin. He would have surfed twenties, of course. Um, or maybe he, maybe he bypassed the twenties. I'm not, I mean, he surfs them now, of course, but, um, and then of course he was, he was the first, uh, Almeric kind of golden child and on the high performance thrusters and then, and then everything in between. Right. Yeah, yeah. Curran has not forgotten the attraction that first lured him to this sport. Ever since I can remember, and I was always mesmerized by the just the awesome beauty and power of the ocean. You know, I knew that I was going to have something to do with surfing. I, I can sit for hours and just watch the ocean. Just to think that waves travel over thousands of miles and, and hit one spot of grief and and then they're gone forever it's just uh it's fascinating and i just want to be a part of that energy well i guess for all of us in fact maybe current is is just like a perfect example of where most of us lifelong uh 40 plus surfers taken our journey where we started off on this kind of cobbled together um equipment and it may have been like we've talked about in previous episodes it may have been a single it may have been a twin it may have been a 
a primitive thruster. We went through the phase of surfboards that we should never have surfed in the, in the 90s that were um, shit yeah. and thin. And then, you know, we've been liberated and, um, and now we have uh, eclectic quivers that we dip into all the time and we have a completely different mentality. And maybe, maybe Curran, among other people like Kidman and, uh, you know, Derek Hind and stuff, maybe Curran really is the, uh, the person who has, has uh, made it okay to do all of that. Yeah, right. Also the fact that music, we are, um, music in surfing has become far more diverse and far more eclectic and uh, anything goes mentality, which, um, which I think obviously from anybody's perspective has got to be a good thing, right? For sure, for sure. And I think, well, I think for my, for my in just my personal case, I think, you know, we're, I think we're, we're all guilty when we were younger of trying to surf above our ability and trying to do the big turn and do the big, you know, whatever. And it probably looked terrible. You know, um, I know in my case it did. I think I saw a video of myself surfing once and was horrified. Um, and I think, I think as you get older, you realize less is more. And um, uh, well, maybe, maybe, in that, maybe in that way, aging is actually the best thing that the average surfer can can have because <laughs> that's it as long as you keep as long as you keep the stoke as you get older you are physically obliged to surf more conservatively and maybe that's the way you should have been surfing all along well that's yeah i think that's what i was trying to say it's like yeah like you <laughs> you just naturally slow down and you should have been slower to begin with down the tune I never liked it fast you want to get there soon I want to get there last it's not because I'm old it's not the life I led I always liked it slow that's what my mama said but the but the upside is that you um despite the lack of uh, physical prowess the you have the knowledge, um, which is far superior, right? The wave knowledge and the uh, uh, the knowledge of conditions and and well, and hopefully you've got the uh, the wherewithal to have a much more diverse quiver as well. Yeah, well, didn't help me jumping off the rocks this morning, but uh, my <laughs> my years of experience. <laughs> but, Can I no. ask once you once you ended up at the feet of these? How old were these guys that you were um, looking up at? Uh, one was, oh, I think, 30-something guys. They were nice no, guys. So they, they, I think they I think they're laughing on the inside. But... No, of course, of course. I mean, it's, it's, you know, seeing people fall over is always funny, regardless. Yeah. Well, tragedy, um, what is it? Tragedy is comedy plus time. What's the other <laughs> way around? Comedy is tragedy plus time. Yeah. And did you then, all three of you, jump off together? Or how did it happen? No, it I, I ended up deciding to jump off another spot um the sort of further around spot and got off reasonably okay um the second guy jumped off and got a huge set like just a full top to bottom barrel broke on top of him but he said he managed to pop under it um and the last guy smartest of them all the the little um 
the the tur- turtle the tortoise in the hair and the tortoise he just waited for a lull and jumped off with his hair dry <laughs> uh, yeah 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 so um, I, 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 again i've probably said this already but i do remember surfing that spot and um it wasn't a big day by any means but um i remember one of the old crew um doing a doing the classic dry hair paddle out and he still had a cigarette in his mouth so um <laughs> sat out in the in the in the lineup uh finishing off his ciggy that's that's style <laughs> absolutely um, but but um interesting as you, you talked about style and like diverse choice of equipment and and correlating that with with diverse taste in music yeah. um conversely though i think because I, I did have a little listen to some of tom curran's music his own music um and apart from that um bit in litmus where he's just going he's just going nuts basically Some of his other stuff is very, very boring. And it's kind of insipid, um, um, kind of just bluesy kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, you know. And, and it made me think that that maybe being a good surfer is not a good ingredient to be a good musician because surfing is all about style and effortlessness but in a smooth way, it's almost, you're almost too good at something. I think, for me at least, musicians that are too competent are boring. And I actually found Makua Rothman has got a song. Um, Doesn't he play like the hippos in his Yeah, but it's it's pretty bland, kind of lyrically. And um, and there's Kelly Slater feeling the feelings. You know that I I'm feeling the feelings again. You know that I I'm feeling the feelings again. Leanne Curran, actually. See, I mean, even Leanne Curran, I found a bit, a bit samey same, not too inspiring. Bo Young, Bo Young. Oh my God. Here I stand, waiting for bits of change to come my way. Oh yeah, I miss old sweet, old sweet day, cause I say love will surely come my way again, and I say love. As I said, I think, I think good surfers don't make good musicians for some reason. Um, no, but it is. I think what I do like about Curran is that the fact that he's 
it, it's pretty cool to see him just fucking around with the music. So he obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't care what people think about his music, but he obviously, for him, it's a good release, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. getting to like, no, that... like I guess most musicians do. He's 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 opening up different parts of his own brain by by engaging in music. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I just don't think that other people have to listen to it. <laughs> I think that's no. my theory with uh, Jack Johnson. Like, obviously a great surfer, um, but his music is just just awful but no one should have to listen to that but if you are just sitting around a campfire you've just been for a surf and you're sitting around a campfire and jack johnson just starts playing strumming his guitar singing a few songs you'd go oh this is this is freaking awesome like he's great but that doesn't mean you should record a cd and get people to listen to it you know that's a big difference Oh yeah, there was, and there was a time where Jack Johnson was just so ubiquitous, and uh, it was just sickening. And the fact it was relate, it was almost, it was almost like this is the sound of surf, of surfing. Yeah, yeah. It was marketed that, to, and and I remember going on. Oh, well, we went on a the boat trip on the Mentorize, which unfortunately, I think you were going to come, but um, uh, yeah, just but couldn't it, get it, it together. Was a long shot. It was a long shot. Yeah, but. The, the the captain of the boat was hilarious because at the end of the trip because there was so many different sort of musical tastes and styles uh amongst our friends which i love um and the the skipper of the boat at the very end who was a great guy a good surfer he just goes oh my god he goes that was so good he said i i've spent the last two seasons in the mentorized listening to jack johnson you know <laughs> Guys, your, your guys' music is awesome. So it was great. It was yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I I may have again may have said this story before, but now one Indo trip we had a driver in Bali who, Sammy the man, had uh, had uh, an extra finger on each hand. Oh wow! And uh, and Sammy twelve DeMann, hand twelve fingers Sammy. Twelve fingers Sammy, and um, in his very cool uh, BMO or whatever you call him, um, the only uh, I think he had the ubiquitous um, best of Bob Marley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one was Shania Twain Live. Oh, and, wow. Um, I think I would rather listen to Shania Twain Live on repeat than fucking Jack Johnson, and that's saying something. <laughs> I reckon, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, my music is not really heavy or anything, so I wouldn't say it's a, you know, Chopu or uh, Mavericks or something. I'd say my music would be more of a... Um, you know, like a hollow point wave, maybe Mundaka, something like that. I think, yeah. But ideally, of course, I can aspire to that, right? That's okay. No, it's like what's the pit? <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, there's a beach by my house. It's the worst wave on the planet. So it's it's not that one, but it's you know, it's closer to something like in between, I suppose. I've got a, um, I've got another little quote from Curran about um, about that kind of thing. Uh, I think that he may say this about um, he may say this secretly about uh, Jack Johnson. He says uh, this is about surf companies, but he says a lot oh, of wow. surf companies, are, a lot of surf companies are trying to say that contests are bogus and that it's all about soul, and and they're trying to sell the idea of soul. But well, I think that might be called crass roots. Wow. Grassroots. 
crass or crass crass roots yeah that's cool isn't it (laughs) that's so good i don't know if it was current but i remember some i think it was garth dickinson we're talking about it surf contest similar similar kind of um discussion and i think it was current who said something along the lines of surf contests are the purest form of surfing I think the most bo- the most boring thing on earth is having to listen to Potts and Joe Topel strangle the English language for fucking six hours. On <laughs> um, you could pos- you could play pizzazz bingo with uh, Potts. How many times he says pizzazz in a? <laughs> well, um, I'm, uh, having said all of that, I must uh, I must shout out to our uh, our mate Potts, who's actually um, following the podcast on our Instagram. So hey Potts, um, yeah, hey Potts, um, we we. We do respect you, and uh, you know, um, one day we'd like to get you on to uh, discuss talk about um, your musical uh, choices. Maybe in French. Um, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, speaking of followers, <laughs> we've got uh, Pauline Mensah gave, gave us a little, uh, gave me a little comment. Um, ah, in one of my little posts. So how good is that? She was um, she was my uh, um, she was on the on the substitute bench for my uh, dinner. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I didn't mention no. the fact that she got kicked out of the dinner party invite because you invited. Um, who, who took her place? It was Tom Curran. Curran, it was Curran. I suppose you'd be pretty understanding when you'd be like Tom. But Curran. I think actually, I think actually that um, Pauline would probably be much more interesting than having Curran at the at the dinner table. To be honest, well, as much as, as much it'd be as pretty awkward. He'd be sitting pretty quiet in the corner, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. He would. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, now, Dazza, I haven't got any uh, any any quiz questions, um, oh. and, and I'm going to have to go and uh, live my life pretty soon. Oh, so um, good, so good to have a life to lead. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've got um, I've Maybe got a question. Okay, um, this is a two-part question or a Tom Curran mm-hmm. question. How many um, surf contests, or you know? major what do you call them tour event contests has um tom curran won in hawaii oh that's a great question i know that until recent you know until the until kelly took over i know that curran had the number the highest number of surf contest wins in total um i think he must have won halle eva or sunset once i think he's gonna, i'm gonna say one you're right. You're right. And um, yeah. And and I was going to say, which where was it? And you were. Was it which one was it? It was Halle Eva. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that blew my I... mind when I found that out. I was like, really? He hasn't won a Pipe Masters or a. Um... Well, Mick, Mick Fanning famously hasn't won a comp in Hawaii. Really? There you go. I don't think so. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty uh, sure. Wow. Um, well, that's a good question. I um, I, I, oh, I, I, how many? I can't answer this question. But how many wives has he had? Um, I'm guessing two. I think it's three, or maybe four. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. 
because he got married. He got married at eighteen. Then he married someone from Panama, and he definitely had a French wife at one stage, didn't he? Oh uh, yeah, well that was Marie. Marie. Um, right. I can't remember her mate. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, maybe... so him and Marie had uh, Leanne. I think they had another child as well. But Leanne is now quite a accomplished surfer and a boring musician as well. So she is, that's runs exactly in the family. Right. Yeah, she looks a lot like him actually. Quite, but got, he's got a couple of other um, kids, doesn't he? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure they're all. I'm sure they're all ripping out there on uh, on Channel Islands uh, surfboards at, at some. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, another little musical link. There uh, once was an article about Tom Curran in Rolling Stone magazine. Wow, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a, a musical. Uh, no, no. For some reason, in in the eighties, Rolling Stone were doing all sorts of different um, kind of. Uh, interviews with people and they did a profile on Curran in, in 1987. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, this maybe this goes to show the demise of, of Rolling Stone, but it, it said pro surfer Megan Abubu did a little peekaboo nudie pose in 2001 article. In Rolling also, Stone? In Rolling Stone. Uh, there was a Rolling Stone article on Mark Fu's death. Wow. And also, Kiala Kennelly was profiled in 2002. So there you go. There you go. Rolling Stone. Oh, and he's got a... Okay. I do have a question for you. Okay. What was the name of Tom, Car- Tom Curran's album of West Coast folk music reviewed in Rolling Stone magazine uh, on April the 2nd, 2013? <laughs> Wow. What was the name of the album? Yeah. It was called um, The Double Pump Blues. <laughs> well, no, no. no. It was called In Plain View. And, and here we go. It says, this, this kind of uh, goes to what you were saying. Curran travels the familiar West Coast landscape of the Eagles and the Beach Boys with Mark Knopfler style guitars and tropical folk melodies. Uh, wow. The, al- the album also fo- allows room for new experimentation as evidenced by the funky rock of First and the ballad Jerry, which closes with a blazing psychedelic guitar solo. S- wow. Songs are straightforward and nothing passes the four and a half minute mark, an intentional decision. I was actually, I was consciously trying to emulate bands like Bruce Springsteen and just try to emulate what they do structurally, explains Curran. Um, yeah, there you oh, go. Well, there you go. Well, it's interesting because... One of the um, the bands that that came to mind when I was thinking of Tom Curran was Dire Straits. I don't know why. Not not musically, you know. I was I was thinking of his surfing, relating to music, if you know what I mean. And yeah, no, no, I can, for some I can reason, the the smoothness as well. I think it was the smoothness and style of of, of Mark Knopfler, um, well, which yeah, I found interesting. I was listening to Making Movies that album, and the whole album actually has got a very Curran Curran-esque feel. I reckon. Well, I sent my uh, I, uh, on my um, musical uh, rampage the other day. I sent that, my old man a a link to um, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, um, such a good and song. And that, that that has the equal smoothness of uh, of Curran as well. So yeah, uh, I uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, I was listening to Skate Away, which is actually the next song after Romeo and Juliet. 
Just, um, we'll put some of these on. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, Dazza, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to go and uh, live your life. Some, um, prune some orange trees. Actually, I'm doing that this morning. Okay. So. Right. Yeah. Do you uh do you cut them back hard? Um. Yeah, I'm still learning. My um my father-in-law is the master, but um, we've recently uh well he's recently bought a a piece of land with a whole orange grove in it, and we're right. we're uh, taking care of it. So. Um, and we're going to be planting, we're, we're going to have to rip out a few cause they're a bit old and we're planting some more and then we're putting in a vineyard. So, um, oh, it's, uh, my all, God. yeah, it's all pretty exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, generally the pruning is pretty hard. He, he goes pretty hard on the pruning. Um, and yeah. it's quite amazing how quickly they'll come back, you know? So, um, yeah, well, well, I, I, I just remember hearing about the Italians with their lemon trees and they pretty much like. They get one crop of lemons and then they pretty much just freak the tree out into thinking it's going to die, basically. They cut it right back. They don't water it and it, they reckon they get another crop out of it because the tree is just thinking, well, this is it. I'm, I'm dead. Well, it's funny because I'm staring at a lemon tree um, that we've got in our garden and my father-in-law said never water it. So um, right. you're probably the Italians and the... Uh, the Iberians know their stuff when it comes to citrus fruit. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe you should like, just. It's crazy. You don't even look at it. Believe it. Like, well, but it's crazy. We've got down there. There's I don't know. Let's say there's ten orange trees, and I've been picking oranges off one of them, and there's more oranges than you can fucking know what to do with just off one tree. It's it's just it. it yeah. Nature is uh, nature is an abundant, lovely beast if it, if she's um if she's treated well. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose nature does bounce back after after getting treated like shit. So hopefully, <laughs> yes. hopefully the human race will too. As as the human experiment will find out when we uh, when we all perish and the, the uh, and the earth shakes us off like a dog shakes off fleas. <laughs> oh dear! And I didn't even get to talk about my running with the anti vaxxer out in the surf. Oh my god! Oh. Maybe maybe well, next um, next episode. Let's hold that on. Next episode, that'll, that can be a look back. Well, because I, 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 you know, I can't remember if we talked about what episode we're going to do next, but I thought we should get into the emotions, and I thought maybe right. we're okay. going to do what we're going to do, hate or like just. Yeah, I, we're, think we're, we're, I think we need to go. We're go too positive. Let's, let's go full yeah, negative. Maybe. All right, just so hate, hate and anger. All right, that's it. Hate and anger in surf and music. Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll I'll get my I'll get my napalm death collection out. <laughs> cool. Okay, Stan, and um, love to all your family. Love to the orange trees, and um, just don't no love to the lemon tree. I will. I'll go. I'll go and not swear at it for five minutes. Cool. Cool, mate. Here's brother. You fight. You fight. He's underneath the window. She's saying, "Hey, love, my boyfriend's back." You shouldn't come around here singing up to people like that. Anyway, what you gonna do about it? Juliet, the dice was loaded from the start. And I bet that you exploded in my heart. And I forget, I forget the movie song. That the time was wrong Juliet 
different streets, but both are streets of shame. Both dirty, both mean. Yes, and the dream is just the same. Then I dream your dream for you, and now your dream is real. How can you look at me as if I were just another one of your deals? We've reached the end of another episode of Soundwaves, an episode like Curran, which has taken its sweet time to emerge from the wilderness. We hope you've enjoyed, and we'll be along for the ride again soon when we explore some of the emotional sides of surf and music, beginning with that bastion of positivity, hate. Until then, remember, as Kierkegaard said, people understand me so poorly that they don't even understand my complaint about them not understanding me. Get shacked.